Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. My name is Mike Chisholm. As always, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to interesting people about interesting things going on in the world of uh, of men in uh, in 2021. Um, I just love where He Changed It is going right now, how we're building all of the cool things that are happening. Please check out the app, download it, uh, t- check out the different rooms that are there now and the different features, lots of content being added all of the time. And uh, I'm just really grateful for the outpouring of support that we've gotten so far. This is really, really great. I'm just super, super excited to be part of something so cool and uh, so uplifting and so helping something that helps people so much. And it's just based around that in that we have an extremely interesting guest today. Um, this is a guy who's got an unbelievable past. He's a bodybuilder, um, but a bodybuilder now and, and looking the way that he looks now has been a work in progress, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental and emotional standpoint as well. He has had to uh, reset his life a couple of times throughout his journey, but the journey that has brought him to where he is now is, um, is really, uh, in my opinion, a journey that is laced with a lot of lessons. And he's got a new book called Healing the Boy, Building the Man. And I am so excited to talk to Sean McIntyre today. Oh, thank you. It's it's my honor. Happy to be here. Now, first and foremost, did I miss anything in that intro or did I get it right? No, that's that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I, I'm smiling over here, you know, singing my praises. But uh, that's wow. Um, great job. So how old are you at the time of this broadcast, if you don't mind me asking? 46, turning 47 in just over a month. I look at the pictures of you and my God, I don't see a 47 year old guy in those pictures. Have you always been a bodybuilder? No, not at all. I, I actually entered the fitness industry at 38 years old. That was, um, where, where in most people, they, yeah, it's, it's 24 where they, you know, really start to, to enter the fitness industry. And yeah, so I entered at 38 and, not under the, the, the best circumstances, really. There's a lot of things going on in my life at that time also. Okay. So what brought you to the place that brought you to the fitness industry? Like what made you make that decision to enter uh, the fitness industry? Well, honestly, where at 38 years old, I was, I was coming off of my second divorce. I was, I was in massive financial debt and what I call the the third big big pillar that sort of was taking me down was was my health was failing. I was under so much stress and confusion that I was actually bedridden for for four weeks as you know my second divorce was happening, and I was really at a point where I didn't know what to do. Okay, so we're talking rock bottom here. Was this was this your rock bottom moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I thought my first divorce um, was it. And then I started to repeat my patterns. And so if you can imagine, it was like having that first divorce and then being able to rebound, there was a certain level of confidence there. Yeah. It was a certain level of, okay, I made it. And then it all started to unravel again. And honestly, at 38, I was at the point where I wasn't sure if I wanted to 
be here anymore. And I was in a really dark place. I was in a really dark place. Okay. I think many of our listeners are there or know someone that's there or see, see why that despair crept in. Um, at that rock bottom moment, what did it take for you to know that that was rock bottom and for you to do something about it? <sighs> well, when I was, when I was literally bedridden for four weeks, I had a lot of time to contemplate and I was, I was forced to sit in the pain. What I had done previously was I would feel something and instantly sort of try and cover it up or, or get rid of it. And that was one of the biggest blessings. And I don't say that lightly at all. It's now a blessing at the time. It was the scariest, scariest moment of my life. Yeah. But now it's a blessing and to be able to sit in that pain and really see that there were, there were, there were voices, there were identities that were coming from that place of darkness. And, and once I started to listen to it, there, there was wisdom there. And that, that actually reminded me of my kids because for so long, um, and isn't it true? Like sometimes we're, we're more willing to do things for other people than ourselves. We sometimes put ourselves last and being in the hospital. I, that was the vision that kept coming was, Oh God, I don't want to go out like this. And I kept thinking of my girls, my daughters, I had young daughters and they became the reason for me to, entertain moving forward. At a point like that, you talk about these voices and images that come to you. Um, this voice in, in your life that you're literally bedridden and you start to think these things are that are important to you. Any guy that's in pain now, um, reach out to those things that are important to you. I love what you said. I don't want to go out like that. Uh, lots of guys contemplate stuff like this. For for you, it has gotten better and transformatively better. Uh, what are the first steps when you were at that point that you started to take things uh, moving, to get them moving in a better direction? Well, I, you know, what I, what I discovered is, you know, for me, fitness was, was about, was about increasing my energy. Okay, that's where I started. I was in such a low place that I knew I had to, to get better. And my health was failing. And I was in you know, over $300,000 in debt. And I literally thought, there's no way I can get out. There's no way. So what's the point? And I thought, you know, my life was over on so many reasons. And what I did is I actually... I put all that stuff to the side and I mean, all of it aside. I mean, I put God aside because I was, I didn't know if I was angry or sad or frustrated. One minute I wanted to throw something or, or, or break something. And so I did, I, I put everything aside, the, how I was raised. I even, you know, I was like, you know what, what I was taught from my parents, you know what, <laughs> it hasn't served me. I'm just putting it all aside. And I literally started with a blank slate inside of me. Outside, my world was crumbling. 
But I started with a clean slate inside. I put it all to the side and I'm like, I'm going to go about life differently. Because after my first divorce, I got re-motivated. I tried to actually work harder outside, make more money, do things even more perfectly, don't mess up. And I lost myself again. Right. And so the biggest turnaround was just that. I went from trying to do things externally to beginning to go within myself and, and, and even begin to just seek what the hell is in there? Yeah. Who am I? What am I made of? What am I made for? Because what I had been doing hadn't been working. That was my first step, was to turn inward. Throughout this podcast, there have been a couple of reoccurring themes. Uh, number one is vulnerability. And the second thing is awareness. You know, we had a like a life coach, a men's coach on a few podcasts back. He talked about how many men in this age group, you know, whether Gen X or, or, or some of the older millennials in the, in that demographic, we've been taught early on. Um, and you talked about this early on, what your parents, what your elders taught you, you know, you go to school, you get a good job, make the money, get the wife and the kids and you're on your way. And there's so many guys that believe that for the sakes of, of, of believing that, because that's just what they've been taught. And then they crash and burn in their mid thirties or early forties because they haven't gone out and found their purpose. Uh, and this coach said something interesting to me. It's the awareness of that. And then finally going toward that introspective place and trying to find your purpose. And it sounds like that's bang on what happened to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. Um, you bring up the word purpose um, because I talk about purpose in three, in three ways. I say that life has a purpose you have a purpose and that the purpose is planted inside of you. And between these three points, there's an intersection of energy and consciousness or awareness. And when we can see that life is actually on our side, that was one of my, my biggest things was like, Oh my gosh, life has been showing me in so many ways but I haven't, I haven't been able to learn to read the reflection of life. And that life has been supporting me because just like this, I'm holding up my thumb, which is there's a unique fingerprint that we all have. And I discovered that a lot of the things that I avoided in my life because of how I was taught by my parents and peers and classmates, <laughs> Actually, when I dove into those things that were painful, that I struggled with, they actually became a part of the purpose that I'm now living and giving to other men. So it's interesting that when I started to turn inward, I started to use the outside to drive me within to gain more possession of myself. And that was the awareness piece. Previously, I was trying to go and get it all right in the external right? instead of using it to get more possession of myself, my true self, what that purpose was inside of me, and then start to have that unfold. And that was how things ultimately started to, 
you know, turn around for me. And I know I fast forwarded a bit there, but, but you brought up purpose and it just sort of took me. Absolutely. Um, and we need to do that because at the end of the day, what you just said here can sound, you know, existential or difficult for people to grasp, although they like the idea of it. Now you actually have a tangible roadmap as to how to do this for people. Correct. Just that alone brings a lot of hope. And I'm sure it would bring um, a lot of hope to people who are listening to this and might uh, not be at the best place in the world that they could be. So, so you're at this place and you've become aware and now it's time to start moving forward. What happened then? Well, it's interesting because I knew that I, I needed to change for my daughters. And so I, I actually, you know, it had, it was nothing about fitness other than I need to get in better health. Yeah. And so I actually started going to the gym just to, you know, start moving. And it was interesting because when I went into the hospital, I was about, you know, 20 pounds heavier. And when I came out of the hospital, I was about 20 pounds down because so stressed, not eating, couldn't move. And when I went to the gym, you know, people were like, hey, look at you. You've really slimmed down. And meanwhile, I was fighting for my life and it was not a healthy loss of 20 pounds. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden I started to have people come up to me and they're like, you know, you look uh, you look way better. You must have gone through some changes. And, you know, as life happens it was reflecting a lot of opportunities for me to move forward that I needed to become open to what life was presenting me that I had never seen before. And so I started going to the gym and, and working out and I had this energy moving through me and started to feel just a little better, yeah. just a little better. But what was interesting is I noticed that as soon as I started going to the gym, I started to go like a head-on collision with my mind. Okay. My mind was, as I was working out my body, my mind is, I noticed it wasn't very supportive of me. How so? Like, what does that look like when your mind is not supporting something? You know, like you're, you're, you're doing something, you're starting to feel better. And, you know, I think we've all been taught along the way that um, and many of us have experienced even, Hey, you're doing a bit of exercise. Your body's going to reward you with like a dopamine hit. You're going to feel good about doing that exercise. It feels good. So you're starting to feel like some momentum is there, but then you say your mind is against you. Like, what does that look like? All of a sudden I, and I didn't notice it at first, but I started to have a lot of fears bubble up. I started to have a lot of anxiety, a lot of overwhelm. I started to have a lot of doubtful thoughts. Who do you think you are? You, you'll never be able to change your life. It was like, as I was doing something that was actually supporting me, I was getting conflicting thoughts and my, my emotions were, were overwhelming me and I wanted to quit. <laughs> How many people, you know, start a, a fitness routine or they try and they try and better their lives. And then all of a sudden, you know, self-sabotage or, you know, something happens and it's like, you know, we start listening to those voices. Right. right. And yeah. So that was, uh, that was a realization that, oh my gosh, there's something happening inside of me that I need to pay attention to. Were you aware of that right away or did it take you a while? Did it take you like out of the game? 
you know, you're going to the gym, you're starting to feel good, get some momentum. Then these imposter syndrome type feelings start showing up. Did it, did it cause you to stop or were you already in that introspective place? And did you start analyzing right away? Well, I think because of what I had gone through coming out of the hospital, that it literally was almost a, a life and death situation that brought me, it, it brought my world to a standstill that I was looking at everything through new eyes of, because I'd put everything to the side. I was, I was like, no, I'm going to do life differently. <laughs> and so I, I was very aware and, and curious and curious. And I call it that, you know, I call it the gifts of the darkness because just like if the lights went out, we'd have to, you know, really heighten our awareness in order to sort of feel our way through. Yes. That's what I was doing is I was, I was, I was looking at these feelings or the, the feelings I was having, the emotions and, and listening to the, to the story. And it was, the story was always there. And I started to see a lot of these patterns wanted to now take me out, out of what I was doing for, for my daughters, for this new life I wanted. And I was, uh, I was very shocked actually that I, that it had taken me 38 years to really pay attention to what was going on inside at such a level. Mm, that in itself, uh, I imagine that at some point you felt a lot, you know, for lack of a better term, lighter, <laughs> like a, like a big weight have been lifted off your shoulders coming to a realization like that. I would say yes and no, okay. because it was an internal conflict now that was really starting to, to grow. Let me say that. It was like, as long as I was focused trying to solve my internal world by doing external things, yeah. there was a certain level of, you know, being naive. But as soon as I realized that, and I guess you could call, you say it, it's the increase in awareness that, oh gosh, my mind and my emotions, they're really not on my side here. And because I had committed to going within and being and figuring out who am I? And that's, and that's where I, I figured out that we all have four things in common. We all have a body. We all have a mind that's thinking thoughts and telling stories. And we all have emotions, whether or not we're very good at feeling into them. I wasn't. And we all have this true essence or an ability to tap into who we are at a higher level. And call that your 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 spirit or your you know which is a part of your purpose, and these four things, I realized I was only using one predominantly, which was the physical external world to run my life, and I needed to become aware of these other what I call power levers. Once we can dive into the mind and begin to understand it, see it for what it is and the emotions that started to liberate a whole new reality for me. It liberated a whole new reality. That is a, that's a really poetic statement. I love that. I love the freedom uh, it, it, it gives. Um, 
And that's kind of a freedom I was referring to, that weight being lifted off the shoulders. Have you ever read the book, The Power of Now? Yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that book. And I love how um, in that book, he almost describes your mind as your enemy, but becoming aware that your mind is just going to completely keep going and come up with all these scenarios and stuff and telling itself stories. But, uh, but becoming aware of that allows you to just take the power, take control over it and, and use it properly as opposed to letting it kind of just run rampant. And it sounds very familiar with what you're describing here. Yeah, absolutely. And I use the metaphor of, you know, being in the gym for, for a lot of things, because if we're in the gym and we're trying to build those inner muscles, you know, of, you know, the mental strength of courage and, and uh, the, the emotional ability to, to really feel on a deeper level, then when we start doing the reps in the gym, as soon as we start to feel something, we, you know, we wouldn't say, oh, well, let's, let's lessen the weight until I can't feel anything. And then I'll just do it. It's like, no, no, no. I understand that, you know, when I'm feeling this, no, that's building the muscle. So I need to have the strength to do more reps. And when I started to see my mind doing that and my emotions, I was like, no, I need to sit here. I need to listen more. I need to keep now the work is beginning on the inside. And so that was, you know, a lot of these metaphors started to pop up to me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, you know, for the for the listeners, take a look at some of the pictures of this guy. <laughs> he is he was what would be described if you were going to make a statue of a guy. There's there's the guy to make the statue out of right there. Kind of anatomically perfect and correct. Um, and you can see why companies would want to use your image on a, on a, from a fitness model standpoint, but you talk about this idea of total personal transformation and it's like, you're, you're going to take your body and totally transform it. What you're talking about is the same effort to transform other parts of your life. And, and doing that, you come up with a harmony that you've never really come close to knowing until this realization happens. Then is that, is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I call it the, you know, the, the four cornerstones of my life because I realized that, you know, fitness all of a sudden was a big thing for me. It, it was a learning. It was, it was a cornerstone that I really began to learn things. And, and, you know, in, in my family, something that I had struggled, you know, my whole life, you know, yeah. growing up without a father and, you know, witnessing multiple divorces growing up with my parents and, and, and then going through the same process myself, I started to see that fitness and family and relation and the relationships and even business and the whole financial aspect were real cornerstones, not for me to just get it right and make a bunch of money and get remarried and, and, you know, create this body that has six pack abs. It was like, no, these are cornerstones for me to really understand who is inside of me and how to up-level that. And so those four cornerstones were the greatest teachers of my life. And, that, and that's what I teach on today. That's, that's a part of my Level 10 program. And I, I want to talk about the Level 10 program. It, it fascinates me how you got there. And, and, and so moving forward, like you start building momentum and 
I don't want to gloss over anything, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we're moving forward. So you start moving forward, you start gaining momentum, realizing that uh, about your body, that it's the type of body that can really be sculpted in a specific way and, and start moving in that direction. And now that's not the end of the story. It's, it's not like you just, okay, hit rock bottom then move forward. Then you're at this place where all these doors have been opened and dreams have come true. And you've got a, a lot of, uh, you know, you've had a lot of adversaries along the way and, and had almost a career threatening injury along the way, uh, along with other um, adversities. It's, it's, it's not like the adversities stop, right? Oh, <laughs> I wish, but that's not the case. Absolutely. In fact, my my experience is sometimes they can increase dramatically as we start to go within ourselves. But um, yeah, like when I started to, I, I won my pro card in fitness and this was when I was, you know, still trying to think if I, if I changed my body, I would change my life. And to a degree, it was true until, you know, the next day I was standing there with, you know, my big shiny trophy and, you know, my pro card. And, and I was like, all of a sudden this thought came over me that it was like, I'm still divorced. I'm still broke. I had still felt like a loser on the inside. You, you felt like you weren't enough still. So I had changed the outside, but I hadn't changed the inside. Yeah. And so what I, what I understood was, oh my gosh, there's, there's this inner identity. And yeah, I, I went through, you know, I, I competed for, you know, a few more years and, and actually I, you know, I still do, but I, it was a year and a half ago now I was, uh, I was training a few, few clients and, and I ended up tearing my bicep all the way. And, and, you know, my bicep rolled up my arm and I looked at it and I was in total shock again. And I was like, I was supposed to compete in eight weeks. And I thought that, oh my God, the very thing that I did to change my life is now gone. Fitness, the thing that had brought me out of, you know, pain and suffering and survival and struggle it was like, I was right back there, the fear, the, the anxiety. And I was like, and what's interesting is I ended up doing a lot of the mental and the emotional work to get into fitness. And I realized that there's this true essence inside of us. There is this self beyond the external body. And when we can tap into that, it has the ability to really transform anything. And what's, what's amazing is um, eight weeks later, I didn't actually have surgery and I was supposed to, because there was a, a thin hair like bit of the tendon left. And I went to the gym just with two pound dumbbells I did like two reps. I put it down because I thought I was going to tear it completely apart. But within eight weeks, I actually stepped on stage, competed again. And that's actually one of the messages that we all have this inner power. 
And when we know how to get in there, because it's easy to say to go within and, you know, come from your inner power. But that was highly confusing to me. And that's where developing the level 10 program, which was just, which is a, a roadmap, breaking things down, really creating like visual, how energy works, how awareness works. How do you access what that fingerprint is? How do you get in touch with that true essence and then give that out? There's, um, you know, a big, a big piece of the turnaround for me was I realized that we all have this level 10 inside of us, meaning there is something that's, there's, there's this oneness, this wholeness. And to me, that's what the number 10 stands for is the oneness and the wholeness. And it's to come from that place. You're not on your way to health. You're not on your way to wealth. You're not on your way to better days. We need to come from it and give of those gifts. And when we do that, that, re that reflection of life changes because now we can stay in our, in our power longer. Uh, everything you're talking about here sounds, it, it sounds really, really good. Um, I guess the question I would ask, you know, the, the everyman, cause the everyman is going to be out there and I'm, you know, I'm the everyman, I'm an everyman guy. I'm the everyman. Uh, you mean me too, Sean? <laughs> like you say, everyone, like, like me too, like everyone's got this. Yes. Thousand percent. We all have this connection. We all have this seed of greatness in us. And when you realize that it's in you already, and then you begin to contemplate on it, go within the voices, whether they're positive or negative, those voices can lead you into it. The feelings you have, whether they're positive or negative, because it's even like the wealth of a tree. It's not the fruit on the tree. It's the circulation of the tree. And that's why when the tree sheds its apples, the farmer doesn't walk up to the tree and like start cutting it down. As long as we have that breath in us and we realize that we have this greatness in us, there's a chance. As long as we can go to a mirror and we can breathe and fog it up, we can turn our life around quickly. That's like my demonstration of being able to turn things around very quickly. Yeah is now something what all men can do with tapping in and knowing who they really are, because that's why we're here. We're here to bring the, our true self forward. And then we can interact as a community. Uh, okay. If the founders of Heat Change said we're here right now, they would stand up and applaud you um, because that is the, that's the purpose of what he changed. It is all about to show men you know, exactly what you're talking about, man. Um, and I love what you just said about the positive and the negative voices. Uh, you know, so many times in life we try and sugarcoat things, you know, oh, there's rot over there on that wooden fence. We'll just try and paint over it, you know, try and make it look better. What you're saying is, is you take a look at that fence and you, you say, no, 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 we're going to sand it down. We're going to primer it. We're going to paint it properly. And I think so many of us just need to do that, whether it's uh, a little bit or a lot. Sometimes uh, it's the whole fence. Sometimes not just a section or a board, 
but we need as men to do that. Now you have a, you have a full program that you do. You also have a, a book, heal the boy, build the man. And, uh, you know, I think the title, I think I, I don't know if I nailed it in the intro or not heal the boy, build the man is what it's called. And I think the title is very much starting to take shape. Uh, just talking to you and hearing the story, you basically went back to things you were taught uh, when you were a boy, re-examining those things where, where correction was needed and you corrected those things. Does the book teach you how to do that kind of stuff or how, do you have to get the program for it to work? What are the, what are the levels of this level 10 here, Sean? Yeah. So heal the boy, build the man is really about the first steps of the, of the process, which okay. is building the awareness. I go through literally um, <laughs> from kindergarten. Now I don't, it's not like, Oh, and then on, you know, grade one, it could, no, there's, you know, I say that, you know, the life journey that, that I've been living contains the gold and the diamonds, and it actually turned into the message for me to be giving as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a son, brother, you know, businessman. It was when I went back into my past and I began to look at the pivotal moments and, and really begin to, like, like I say, if we're going to go through the swamp, we want to get the diamond. We don't want to just go through the swamp and just be like, uh, okay, well, that was great. And I'm <laughs> glad I made it through that one. No, yeah. we want to get the lesson. Yeah. And so I, I like to use heal the boy, build the man as sort of a prerequisite to understanding how much more is inside of us because it is it, to me doing the inner work, the level 10 work to really discover who you are. It is, it's a deep program, but to just know that your life has not been a mistake that throughout from day one to where you are now, life has been communicating with you. What's inside of you has been wanting to get out of you and intersect through you. That was, that has been an amazing experience for, for so many readers right now and has got them to the place of great turnarounds to then be able to, you know, go deeper. Yeah. I can survive now. I want to thrive. But that first part is getting to the survive part and wholly surviving, not just getting by, but like wholly surviving. So then you can take it to the next level so you can thrive. I love that. I love that because to me, survival is not a bad thing. Right. You can't thrive unless you first survive. You have to be able to survive before you can thrive. Yeah. To the, to the dude you told me about in that bed. Uh, survival sounded like a pretty good option to that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's a lot of guys out there right now who are in that place and they're, they're seeing nothing but darkness. Um, and they're not getting good messages in that darkness or not even recognizing that there's good messages that come out of there. I love the idea uh, of this. Let's talk about the, let's, let's talk about the book. Is Amazon the best place to get it? Uh, you know, is your website the best place? Where's the best place to buy your book? Heal the boy, build the man. 
So yeah, it's on it's on Amazon yeah. uh, .ca or .com. It's on both. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, for all of your listeners, if they do want to order it from my website or Instagram, I will also autograph those copies for your listeners. And uh, so that's that that you won't be able to get through Amazon, but you can do that through my Instagram. Facebook. And it's Sean T. McIntyre with a Y, right? That's correct. All on Instagram and Facebook. All one thing. That's cool. Uh, We appreciate that very, very much. I know for me personally, uh, I'm a book collector and and I love when I get a book and it's signed and personalized and that sort of stuff. I love love that very much. Uh, That's generous of you to do that. And we appreciate that. Now, Heal the Boy, Build the Man is the survive. Now level 10 is the thrive. Let's talk a little bit about um, what you've leveraged your journey into. You've taken this journey and the, the destination and created new destinations. You're, 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 you're doing like uh, corporate and professional workshops and, and things like that for people. Um, you want to take the business and add to the, the, the transformation for people. That must be very, that must be a very fulfilling thing that you're doing. It is. Um, there's nothing more satisfying to me when, when the, when you can see the light shine through people's eyes and, and whether it's tears of joy or, you know, those moments of real breakthrough that, that I, I can't put a price on that. Yeah. And so the level 10, you're exactly right, is the, is the ability to really dive into what is, our, what is our potential? How do we make our potential known? What's, you know, the path, really getting on the path for that, you know, creating the energy and, and, and the power to become a match to it. So we can live that purpose because yes. it, it wasn't just, you know, oh my gosh, there's my purpose. And now I'm going to start living it. Right. There's a lot of change on the mental, the emotional, physical and energetic realms of us really tapping in and doing, doing the work on what is my purpose? Right. What am I made of and made for and willing to do for it? I think these are I think these are all very important questions. And the idea that you help people go through the journey um, of asking those and finding the answers, I, I think I don't know. I think it's a higher calling, and I just appreciate I appreciate all you're doing. Um, if somebody wants to take a look at the level ten options, uh, whether it's for them, for their corporate group, you know, whatever that might be, is your website the best place to go for all that as well, or is it its own website? Uh, on Sean T McIntyre.com. Um, they can access it there. And also the, on my, on my Instagram, there's, there's also a link for level 10. So they can, uh, they can click on that and and find out more about, uh, the level 10 and, and how it works. And, and, uh, yeah. I told you it would go by fast. Um, we're going to link up on social media and as he changed, it grows. I would love to, if possible, uh, take some of your resources and, and give people a little taste that we could use to put into the app. And we would, we would certainly love that man. Um, and, and, and we're, 
you know, we're, we're going to be building the HeCast community within the app. I would love to have you on for a Q&A and people can come in and get to know you better at some point. Sean, I really do just appreciate um, not just taking the time to talk about your journey. I appreciate the journey that you've gone through, man. And, and I just I, I recognize that that you have taken, uh, you know, the old school phrase, take lemons and you, you make lemonade out of it. And you've um, you've also made some lemon meringue pie and some lemon tarts and all sorts of stuff that with the stuff that you've gone through. And I just, I can't tell you how appreciative I am that you have taken time to document it in a book. Uh, that's not the easiest thing to do and to build a program and, and really serve that higher calling um, that you've been tasked to do. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate um, everything that you're doing and taking time out of your, out of your schedule to talk to us about that. Oh, thank you. And you know, what you're doing, what you're building with men is so needed. And it, wow, I'm, I'm honored to, to be able to share in any way I can, but you know, it is, it's, it's about cooperation, not competition, it's collaboration. So absolutely. Anytime I'd be honored to, uh, to come back and do Q and A's and yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, We'll play social media tag and do all that kind of stuff. Um, I get a real kick out of what might be coming down the path in the future. And the future is bright, very bright. Um, Thank you for helping to shine light and uh, to shine the light and to just brighten the future for others, Sean. Um, And there it is that quick. I I hope you're getting value for the viewers and the listeners. I hope you're getting some value out of HeCast. Please let's start building this movement for men. Um, It's we're in unprecedented times. And at the end of the day, we need some unprecedented tools. Um, and, and that's what he changed it strives to be. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to give us your ears or your eyes. Um, until next time for HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. I am Mike Chisholm. Go change something.